What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today, I want to give you some red flags about dieting. Five red flags, in fact. I don't know, five seems like a good number. But these are five signs that you should not be dieting. Now, I'm taking a big risk and divulging this information right out of the gate because a lot of you are going to hear, I shouldn't be dieting, and then you're going to tune out because you want to be dieting. And what I would encourage you is if you find yourself internally feeling a certain type of way, like, ah, I don't want to be told not to diet. I really want to lose this body fat, and I really want to get leaner, and I really want my clothes to fit better. If you're feeling this internal tug of war, then I would just encourage you to lean in, to just lean in and listen. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to take my advice. You don't have to take what I say as gospel or helpful or anything. Just listen, let it marinate, let it percolate, let it sink and seep into your pores and then make a decision. And if that decision is you still want to diet, then go for it, give it your all, have at it. Not like you need my blessing or anything, but just, you know, just so we're on the same page. I'm going to present a differing opinion. I'm going to present something that's counter to what most people talk about and what most people believe. And that can be a really challenging thing to hear sometimes. So if it feels a little icky, if it feels like it's pulling you in a different direction than you want to go, just, just lean in. That's all I'm going to ask. And if you appreciate it, if, if you're like, you know what, I was really hesitant and resistant to this episode, but it actually helped me. It actually gave me some food for thought and something to, to digest. Then please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you leave a five-star rating and review this week, you will be eligible to win our giveaway next week when we pick another winner. All you have to do is go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone. You tap the search button. You type in Mind Over Macros. You click on the thumbnail, you scroll all the way down until you see the reviews, you tap on write a review, you tap on five stars and you submit and you're eligible to win every single week. So I am recording this on the Monday after Thanksgiving. And if your holiday weekend, we'll call it, looked anything like mine, there were multiple opportunities to consume a lot of food and I jumped in with both feet. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself as well. We had a Thanksgiving celebration on Wednesday. We had a Thanksgiving celebration on Thursday, and we had a Thanksgiving celebration on Saturday, which was more of just like a Friendsgiving. Anyway, there I, I drank more alcohol than usual. I ate more food than usual. And it's Monday and I am feeling thick. I'm feeling bloated. I'm definitely feeling the aftermath of being out of my routine. I'm feeling the aftermath of consuming a bunch of food that I normally don't. I'm feeling the aftermath of drinking more than I normally do. So the natural tendency is to be like, well, the scale's up a little bit and I don't feel great. I feel kind of gross. And maybe I feel a little bit guilty, although I'm, I'm personally I've I've let that go. I no longer feel guilt or shame over food choices, but there was a time in my life where guilt and shame were like the two primary emotions that I would feel after 
overindulging. So you may be feeling that right now. It's perfectly normal. And that thought process is very common where it's like, you know what? The scale's up a few pounds, even though it's just water weight. And it's mostly just because you have more food digesting through your system. You're retaining more water, a little bit more bloated. Like it's not real weight. It's just kind of normal fluctuations, but you see it on the scale and you're like, crap, I really should diet. I should cut calories. I should get this, the scale back down to a quote unquote normal range. Then I'll be able to go into December. I'll enjoy the holidays in December and new years. And then in January, like I'll really get it together. And, and I could tell you that that's where most people are at mentally. Even if you're sitting there telling me that you're not there mentally, there's probably a little bit of you that is there mentally. If you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling that you're not where you want to be, if you're feeling a little bit gross, if you're feeling a little bit thick, like I am, you're feeling that little bit of pressure on your clothes that normally fit loosely. Like I definitely have that my pants right now. They definitely are a little more snug. It's perfectly normal. So there's that, that natural inclination that we want to diet. Dieting as a reactionary response to something is never a good idea. It's never a good idea to react because you're feeling a certain type of way. So I'm going to just break it down real simple. Five red flags that you should not be dieting. And then I'm going to tell you what to do instead. And that's the part that's really going to make a difference. If you take action and you do something differently, I promise you, you will feel a certain way about the process that you've never felt before. It will be empowering. It will be liberating. But you actually have to embrace it because it's not super exciting. So just walk with me for a second. Number one, red flag that you shouldn't be dieting. If you're dieting as a reaction to overindulging, like you overate one night, and this doesn't, this is not just related to the holidays. This is anytime. If you overindulge on a weekend, if you overindulge on a weeknight, if you overindulge on vacation, if you overindulge on a holiday, Responding to that with a diet is never a good idea. And the reason is because it sets the precedence internally that overindulging is bad and dieting is good. It sets the precedence that you're in this all or nothing cycle where when you're quote unquote in nothing like overindulging or whatever, then you have to fix it by being perfect and going into that all mode where you're being extreme you're cutting calories, you're trying to manipulate the, the overindulgence by offsetting it. It sets up a poor relationship with food, with dieting, and with yourself. So as a reaction to an event like binging or overindulging, or just even if it was just an intentional, like, hey, it's Thanksgiving, I'm going to eat a lot of food, but then you're mentally feeling like, ah, I shouldn't have eaten all that food. I'm going to diet. Never a good idea. Number two is if you dislike your body and or yourself and you think that losing weight will solve those problems. And look, here's the thing. I have no problem with anybody that wants to achieve a physical goal. We help people achieve physical goals all the time. It's kind of what we do. We're really freaking good at it. We have helped facilitate thousands of transformations where people get leaner and build muscle and lose fat and their clothes are fitting better and they're more confident and they look better in the mirror. They're happier in their own skin. Like we, we do that on a daily basis. So I get it. I understand 
that that is a worthy goal and a worthy pursuit. But I can tell you that if it's coming from a place of dislike or disdain, or I hate myself right now because I'm this size, I hate myself right now because I'm carrying this body fat. If that is your driver, it won't last. And that is not just an opinion that is backed by research because research tells us that negative motivators have been shown to be actually pretty effective for getting started, but really ineffective for continuing or sustaining. And I'm assuming that your goal is to sustain. If anybody has followed David Goggins or read his book, uh, Can't Hurt Me, I highly recommend it. Whatever you want to think about him is fine. I know some people love him. Some people hate him. He's very polarizing. Uh, I actually, you know, what, when I look at people like that, I try to extract the things that are valuable and I don't have to agree with every single thing that he does or says. The thing that I disagree with is the fact that he says in his book that you should basically berate yourself into making a change. Like he would look himself in the mirror and be like, you fat, worthless piece of shit. You're never going to amount to anything unless you start taking care of yourself. And like, how could you let yourself be so fat and disgusting? Like he would berate himself in the mirror and that worked for him. But my feeling is that again, based off of research that can motivate you to get started, but it actually is really ineffective for continuing or for sustaining because you end up sabotaging yourself to continue that narrative of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm a fat piece of shit, whatever that narrative is, you oftentimes will sabotage your efforts to fulfill that narrative instead of changing that narrative. So if it's coming from a place of negativity, it won't last. True change comes from the mindset of I love and appreciate my body as it is right now for what it can do, for what it's been through, for what it's helped me achieve already at this point in my life. And I'd like to see what else I'm capable of because that is a very, that's a more empowering approach. That is a more positive approach. And that, according to research, is way more stable when it comes to making change that lasts forever. And again, I'm making a bold assumption and I'm assuming that you want change that lasts forever. So that's the second red flag. The third red flag is if you feel aimless and directionless, if you're not dieting, if you don't have a fat loss goal, if you're not currently dieting and you're like, well, I don't know what to do then. Like, I'm just going to twiddle my thumbs because I don't know what to do when I'm not dieting. And this is the only thing that I'm trying to pursue. Massive red flag. Here's, here's the thing. If you believe that fat loss is the only goal worth pursuing, you are always going to struggle. I don't know how to put it any more blunt than that. You have to embrace all of the other assets along the way, like your strength and your metabolic health and your longevity and the ability to play with your kids. And here's a concept that I'm going to introduce right now that I got from Dr. Sean Pastuch from Active Life, who will actually be a guest on this show. And we're going to talk about this exact concept. He talks about practical fitness, which is not giving a shit whether you can deadlift three times your body weight or whether you can run a marathon or whether you can achieve all of these crazy things. Practical fitness is being fit enough that you can go on a hike with your family and not get winded 
Practical fitness is being strong enough that you can carry your kids when they want to be held. Practical fitness is being mobile enough that you can get down on the ground and play with your kids and do whatever it is that they want to do. Like that's practical fitness. You have to start embracing things that are not just fat loss focused, pursuing strength, building muscle, metabolic health, quality habits, longevity, balance and moderation, performance, like anything other than fat loss. There are so many worthy pursuits. There are so many things that like your relationship with food, your mindset, like these are all things that quality coaching should be instilling in you, but you have to want these things for yourself. You can have a coach that, that helps you to improve your relationship with food. You can have a coach that helps you improve your metabolic health and your hormone health. You can have a coach that helps you establish quality habits that serve you for life. But fundamentally, you have to have a desire and a want to achieve those things. If you only want fat loss and you feel lost and directionless without it, then you absolutely are not ready to diet. You absolutely should not be pursuing a diet right now because again, you're taking the least stable goal and you're trying to use that as your foundation. And that is a flimsy ass foundation that will crumble. That's the third red flag. Number four, this one should be pretty obvious. If you are overly stressed in other areas of your life, if you are stressed at work or you have family stress or you have personal stress, it's not the best time to diet. You don't need to add another stressor on top of an already stressful environment. Your body will not respond. It'll be more frustrating and it will be harder to sustain because here's the thing. Stress is one of the biggest killers of willpower and decision-making. So if you want to make really poor decisions, be stressed all the time. It is proven time and time again. There are a plethora of studies that show this, that when you are stressed, when you are drained mentally and physically, you make decisions that are out of alignment with your goals and with who you want to be. They have tested this in so many different ways, and I, I can rattle off a couple of studies, but there's, there's some interesting ones where they did like gaming sequences with, with gamers and like basically looking at instant gratification versus like land preservation. And the people and the group that went through a, a stressful like cognitive test before playing the game made worse decisions for preserving land. And it was a simulation, but basically they like destroyed their home and like had, they had to end the simulation early because all of the people in the study made horrible decisions. And then the people who didn't have to go through that stressful cognitive test made better decisions and actually did preserve, preserve their land and completed the simulation. Anyway, there's a number of them that show similar things where we just make worse decisions when we're under a lot of stress. So it's going to be harder to, to maintain and adhere to your diet if there's a lot of stress in your life outside of you know just the dieting stress, which is another stressor. Hopefully that makes sense. That's number four. Number five is that you've always been dieting. You are always dieting. You've dieted most of your adult life. You're constantly trying to eat very little. You don't have much consistency consistency to show for it, but like you were raised on diet culture. I don't know if anybody has like the same memories that I do where I remember my mom counting points when I was young. I remember buying like low fat everything. We had like the butter spray that wasn't real butter. And uh, 
everything was low fat. Then I remember the period of no carbs allowed and, you know, bread is the devil and all of this stuff. Like dieting has been so normalized in our culture that a lot of us, especially, I don't know, you know, how old you are when you're listening to this, but a lot of us grew up in diet culture. Like that's how we were raised. And I heard a really sad story about a close, a close family friend who, who got married and his wife has a, a family member who will not allow any of her family to be fat. Like period. She's like, I will not stand for it. If you're overweight, you're basically not welcome in this family. And like, there are people in her family who she will not speak to. This is, this is not the, my friend's wife that I'm talking about. It's a family friend's wife who has a family member who's that way. Okay. So um, there's a few degrees of separation here, but it's a really sad story of what it, what it's been like for a lot of people growing up in diet culture. And I mean, yes, that's an extreme example, but it's very real. The impact is real. So a lot of us, we have all of these early memories of not being accepted unless we were dieting or unless we were a certain size and it's become so normalized. So it's no wonder why our default mindset is to diet where we have this certain number of calories that we want to hit. And, and we know that it's probably way too low because we can never do it. Sometimes we do it, but other days we don't. And, and it looks a lot like restrict and binge, but it's always in the back of our minds. It's always, there's always that narrative playing in the back of our heads that we need to be eating less, that we need to be losing fat, that we need to be getting leaner. And it, it's that, that constant narrative that's running on repeat 24 seven. And if that's the case for you, then it is really time to pump the brakes on dieting. It is really time to step aside from step out of that mindset and step into something that's more productive. So I I understand the feeling. Trust me. I get it. I know that you may be feeling a a certain type of way. Like you're, you're a little bit bloated. You're feeling gross. You're feeling frustrated, but here's the thing. There are things that we can do that don't require us to always be starving ourselves to always be dieting. There are things that we can do to get out of that mindset. And I, I realize, like some of you have been doing this for 10, 20, 30 or more years um, because we have a lot of clients that are in that place or, or came to us from that place. They were like, look, this is 30 years of me, 40 years of me trying to do this. And I'm still not where I want to be. And I'm not anywhere close. And I know how frustrating that is. And you immediately think that the solution is to jump into another diet, but I'm going to give you an alternative path. And now, first of all, if you're feeling like the immediate reaction to the holiday, if you celebrated, if you overindulged, just have a day that's pretty normal in your routine where you really focus on water and food quality and walking and maybe lifting and getting some quality sleep. Like sleep more than anything else will reset your mind because that's really what's at play here. I know that your body probably doesn't feel great, but your mind is what's really causing the issues. And one night of restful sleep can reset that where you're, you're back to feeling more like yourself. You're back to thinking a little bit more long-term, a little bit more logically. Uh, there's, there's been a bunch of studies that show when you have that disrupted sleep or when you are a little bit more stressed that you will think in short-term gratification instead of long-term gratification. So it's, it's having that awareness to be like, let me get a good night of sleep uh, first before I make any of these decisions. And the best way to do that for me, it's to 
have my Serenity gummies at night. By the way, Cured just released a brand new flavor of Serenity gummies called Clementine. And I actually like them even more than the Passion Fruit. So the Passion Fruit was the first release of the Serenity gummies, which are my favorite supplement, hands down. It's such a calming, blissful, glorious feeling after you take them um, with a it has L-theanine. It has some functional mushrooms. It has a, a micro dose of THC, and it's just the perfect calming effect to put you to bed. So I highly recommend you try the Clementine flavor. Go to curednutrition.com and use code POPFAM. That's curednutrition.com, code POPFAM, P-O-P-F-A-M. You may be able to still take advantage of their 25% off uh, Cyber Monday deal, but I, if that's over, by the time that you get to it, still take advantage of the 20% off for Cyber Monday. Use code POPFAM at checkout. Get the Clementine Serenity gummies. If you're struggling with falling asleep and you need extra help, uh, I would try the Serenity gummies with their Zen caps at night. And then if you have some anxiety throughout the day, just try their broad spectrum CBD. That's the most effective thing that I've found for just calming your brain during the day when you need it. Uh, so those are the three things that I would start with. You can get them at curednutrition.com and use code POPFAM for your discount. So anyway, I, I get like, so, okay. So we reset, we get a good night's sleep. We're feeling a little bit better, but I, I know that there's probably part of you that is still really driven towards dieting. And, and you might be willing, you might be at that point of like your, your tipping point, like if you've been doing this for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you're not where you want to be. You're frustrated. And I'm telling you not to pursue fat loss. You might be thinking, well, I should just give up altogether. And, and I'm telling you, don't do that. Don't give up on yourself. Just give up the old way of doing things. Just give up the old narrative that's in your head. Instead, what I would like to do is simplify the process for you and give you one thing tangible that will require very minimal effort if you actually do it. So the first thing is just pick one single habit that you'd like to incorporate right now. Like right now in this moment, don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till the next week. Don't wait till Monday. Don't wait till January. Start right now and make it small and achievable. Like maybe it's just five minutes of meditation every single day. Maybe it's just a 15 minute walk each day. Maybe it's a gratitude journal and you can download a, a gratitude journal prompt in your phone that reminds you at the same time every day to, to do your entry. Maybe it's five minutes of like quick mobility work in the morning where you just do some, I don't know, some, some body weight squats, some stretches, just get the blood flowing. Like any tiny little habit that you'd like to incorporate right now, just start, pick one, keep it small and attainable and just do it. The other thing that you can do is take this month and just focus on getting stronger like track your weights and your workouts and see if you can push yourself to lift a little bit more heavier, to lift a little bit more explosively, monitor your performance this month and set goals for yourself and see if we can improve strength. The other thing that you can do is, is create an awareness journal. If you're somebody who struggles with emotional eating, stress eating, if you feel like you have little control around food, you have a poor relationship with food, you eat out of boredom, just create an awareness journal around those things. All you have to do is just have a notebook and, and just log when it happens 
and what the context was and start to identify like when you make those decisions that aren't in alignment with your goals and when you make the decisions that are in alignment with your goals and and what are the the patterns that exist with those decisions you might find that you always make poor decisions and in the evening and you make better decisions in the morning like those that's useful information so just create an awareness journal that's another thing that you can do another thing you could do right now is just spending time understanding maintenance figure out what your body needs to truly thrive and to feel your best figure out how much you need to eat to fuel life activities and performance and recovery and quality sleep or you know we we talked about adding a habit you can remove a habit something that isn't serving you so you can start to to touch on multiple parts of willpower with i will power and i won't power so you can add the the one habit and you can also remove something i won't have a sugary coffee drink every morning i won't scroll on my phone before bed i won't drink a glass of wine every single night like you can use both of those things to really strengthen your willpower muscle. So those are all things that you can do right now that require little to minimal effort. You just have to decide that you're going to do it and then start and keep it small and attainable and then just go. And it's it's going to be so much more beneficial than constantly thinking that you have to diet over and over again. And I get it. It's not it's not exciting, but like here's the thing, you can keep doing things the way that you've always done them, but you you might need a new approach. You really might like if you if you find yourself struggling to change that tune that's always been playing in the back of your head, then that might be the time to consider investing in yourself and investing in a quality coach, because that will help you with those old narratives that will help you with finding that lifestyle that allows you to feel your best, that allows you to be there for your family, that allows you to get strong and healthy, that allows you to improve your confidence and well-being, that allows you to support your own internal health and longevity and eliminate the mental roadblocks that are holding you back, that allows you to be practically fit for life. It may be time to stop avoiding the real work that needs to be done because you know cutting calories is easy. It's it's basically a quick fix. It's simple. It sounds really basic because it is like, yeah, cool. I'm just going to stop eating so much. Great. How has that worked out for everybody in the history of time that's ever tried to solve their problems that way? I can tell you, spoiler alert, it hasn't worked. So maybe we need a different approach. If you need help, you know where to find me. You know how to reach me. This might be the time to change that old narrative, to embrace a new narrative that better supports the person that you would like to be, that better supports your goals, that helps you find something that's truly sustainable that will last forever. If you're ready, you know how to do it. Find out how to get in touch with me. I don't need to spell it out right now. Ask for help. We'll be there. We'll have a conversation. We'll make sure that we can help you and we'll at least get you pointed in the right direction. But it all starts with you deciding that the old way is not serving you and that you need to find a new approach. So sit with it, let it seep in, take some time. Don't try to solve everything right now. Don't try to fix everything right now. Just take one simple step today. That's it. Simple, attainable. One simple step today. That is my message. That is my challenge for you. Hopefully you accept, and I will talk to you very soon.